Well, good evening. It is so, so good to see you all. Um, I know via Zoom, you're being seeing various staff and so forth. And, and sometimes we're clever enough to kind of click and scroll through the pages, but more often than not, no, no. So um, it is so good to see you. A very, very big welcome and thank you. Um, I mean, adaptability, that's been our year, hasn't it? But thank you for doing it even once more. We were so close, weren't we, to meeting this morning. And, uh, and unfortunately, hey, we live in Melbourne. The weather just wasn't cooperating. So um, thank you for keeping an eye on, on our website and the weather and, and being able to adapt yet again and come and join, join us this afternoon. Well, it's, it's great to be here um, finally. And uh, a very, very big thank you to those who came to the Working Bee yesterday and, and prepared um, the, um, the area. Yeah, let's put our hands together for those who, who were able to make it. Thank you so much for, for your help. You'll, you'll, it's not finished yet. The idea is over the four, four weeks, um, each week you'll kind of see some additions and it's all been planned out and, and it will follow the, um, the themes, um, of course as we'll get to in a moment, and, and you've probably picked up um, today's theme is hope, and, uh, and then next, next week's uh, theme will be a surprise for, for you. It may have to do with peace and, and, and then a little bit of love and a little bit of joy, and, and you'll see those words and, and appropriate um, um, pictures and so forth taking off with them. And, and uh, believe it or not, but these stars are actually luminous. And we've got little little lights that are showing up the scenes, and we hope that in about four weeks' time, slowly but surely, um, you have a Christmas display that rivals the boulevard. And except, but no Santa theme, it'll have a Jesus theme, and you can come and and bring the kids and and hopefully um, just explore a little bit uh, and engage with the wonderful hope that we have. Through 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 Jesus Christ. Well, today's today's theme is is hope, and um, let's pray together, shall we, as we open up God's Word together. Here together, how cool! Oh Jesus, you promised that where two or three are gathered, you are there in their midst. Um, we didn't quite know when we'd be able to do this again it's been a very uncertain year and we have in in many respects sensed you in our midst as a church but it has been different and we've missed seeing each other it's so nice to to look around and see people we haven't seen in months and a couple of new babies that we've never seen at all <laughs> except via Zoom. Oh, Father, it's so good to be together as, as family. Holy Spirit, you're very welcome in this place. Move amongst us now and minister your word to us, we pray. We're so grateful for your word. It's eternal. Would you now speak that word to us, heart and mind, to that that little place inside each of us that needs to hear again the message of hope. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. The angel appears to Mary and Joseph with the alarming news that, that Mary is going to have a little baby and the instruction that she is to call him Jesus. And the name Jesus means the Lord saves. It takes Matthew another 11 chapters before he, he fully explains and fills out the picture of why that name is so significant. But finally, in chapter 12, verse 21, quoting Isaiah, Jesus, Jesus talks about the fulfillment of the prophecy there in Isaiah chapter 41, which was uh, read to 42, rather, which was read to us just a moment ago, that this name Jesus is, is significant because in his name, the nations will put their hope. In his name, the nations will put their hope. Hope. What a word. What a word. Watchman Nee defines it this way. He says, faith is belief sufficient for the present. Hope is belief sufficient for the future. Perhaps we understand hope when we think of its opposite hopelessness hopelessness is is when there is there is no way out there is no light at the end of the tunnel just a dead end just dark hopelessness is when there is no meaning no purpose no resolve no redemption hopelessness is when there is no life no renewal no reset no future I wonder, how close did you come to that this year? How close did you, did you come to hopelessness this year? Hope is rooted in belief. And that belief could be summed up in, in just two words. But God. But God, that summarizes the Christian belief that gives us hope, that is at the center of our hope, that roots all hope. Our hope is built on the belief, but God, no matter how dire the situation, like a hinge, it will turn. It must turn. It must yield to the power of God. The future is secure. Throughout the Old Testament, the people of God would face impossible situations, but then it would turn like a hinge with the words, but God. In the Gospels, we have the ultimate but God story in Jesus Christ. Just as it looked like evil had snuffed out God's answer to the world's woes, but God raised him from the dead. When we get to Acts, the words, but God appear in one of Peter's first sermons. They appear in Paul's sermon, but God raised him from the dead. 
Those two words, but God, are the hinge in which every hopeless situation suddenly is used by God to turn to hope. But God, that's the belief that is at the root and foundation of all Christian hope. It's not airy-fairy. It's not pie in the sky. It's a fundamental, real truth based on a historical fact. But God raised him from the dead. N.T. Wright, as he is exploring the words, but God, throughout the book of Romans, talks about not just the importance of, but God raised Christ from the dead, but God will also likewise raise you and I from the dead as well. It's the ultimate hinge. Everything turns on those two words. And N.T. Wright talks about, as an example, the column of Trajan, the emperor, which is a victory column, which was, was obviously erected to celebrate some great victory of that, that old emperor. And on the top of the column of Trajan, initially there was an eagle to represent the might and power of the Roman Empire. Later that would change to a statue of Trajan himself to talk about the might and the power of this great emperor Trajan. But today, if you visit Rome and you have a look at that ancient column, on top of it, you will see not an eagle, not the emperor Trajan, but St. Peter. You'll see St. Peter, the rock on which the church of God is built. He is there on top of that victorious column to represent the fact that God's church in Christ is ultimately triumphant. It's the ultimate victory. But God, just two words, but that belief, but God can change anything, that he is the ultimate hinge, is the foundation of our hope. In Christ Jesus, when you come to an end, there's a way. In Christ Jesus, when you flounder in confusion, there's truth. In Christ Jesus, when the grip of death closes over you, there's life. The ultimate but God story is Jesus, and in him there is always hope. And in him, the nations will put their hope. Won't you too do that again today? The Gospels have story after story of people coming to Jesus with a need. They invite us to come to him with all of our needs. Do, do you have a need that needs to have the hope of God enter in? Do you have such a need this morning? Do you have one of those needs where there, there is no way out there is no way to understand it and but for god there is no way that it could encounter life or be resurrected do you have such a need because jesus would invite you again today to bring that need to him and to have him speak hope over you and into that specific need humanity's greatest dilemma is not in our lifetime but it is actually when regarding life, we are out of time. 
humanity's greatest dilemma is how do we atone for our failures? What do we do when we stack up all the good things we've done in life, but somehow they just don't seem to cancel out the bad? We just can't get those scales to, to, to balance in our favor. There is a problem called sin and there's nothing that we can do about it. That is humanity's greatest dilemma. But God in Christ has atoned for our sin. Let me tell you quickly about two holidays. One, one holiday was the first time we ever took our family to a resort. We'd never been to a resort before. I didn't really understand how resorts worked. We got an amazing deal and I thought, fantastic. Look at those swimming pools. We signed up and we arrived. But, but over the week that we were there, I understood how resorts work. Everything was put onto my bill. Would you, would you like to use this facility? Oh, that would be wonderful. Shall I put it on the bill? Really? Uh, okay. You know, and then there's, you know, um, drinks and food and, and, and it's actually a long way to go outside the resort. So I guess we better eat in. Well, shall I put that onto the bill? Uh, yes. Why not? <laughs> and then after those, after those five days, I remember checking out and nervously I went to the reception thinking, oh, I've got some rough calculations here and I think I can do this, but um, can I actually afford this? What's the ultimate bill going to be? And, and as they hand over a slip of paper, you know, your mouth drops open and your eyes open wide and you think, oh, that's a big number. <laughs> Who clocked up that one? <laughs> <laughs> it says hunt dang i guess that'll be us and and then it was a scary holiday let me compare it to another one i was a kid south of 10 years of age i reckon we had just spent this glorious time as a family in the caravan park and and we'd uh, hooked up the caravan and and dad was pulling out and he just had to go and drop off the keys at the office and to fix up the bill. And I just sat in the car, boring, boring, let's get on the road. I didn't even give a thought to how we were going to pay for that holiday. Why not? Because dad had it covered. Hope. The hope that we have in Christ says this, when it comes to trying to atone for your failures, to deal with this ridiculously large debt that we have before a gracious and loving God, when we feel nervous like, I don't know what the bill of debt is going to look like, instead of approaching that moment with fear and trembling, I don't know if I can do this, Based on the work of Jesus Christ, hope says, don't worry, sit back. Your dad has this covered. Your dad has this covered. But God in Christ Jesus, he's got you covered. He really does. Well, you know, there is some jewelry for faith, hope, and, and love. Faith is is often symbolized as what? 
We can be interactive. It's not Zoom. <laughs> You're not muted. Faith is often symbolized by a, a little cross, isn't it? Love by a, a little heart shape, yeah. And faith by a, oh, sorry, I got that wrong. Faith by the cross, love by the heart, and hope by an, an anchor. Absolutely, by an anchor. Meaning that in Christ Jesus, no matter what storms may be coming our way in the future, we are anchored in Christ. Our belief regarding the future is anchored to an act in the past. Jesus has taken your sin. He's taken it from you. And you are covered. We're going to celebrate that with communion right now. We are going to celebrate that act in the past. We are going to remember that because that is what anchors us. So this is that time where um, hopefully you received a little communion cup and it, and it has a wafer um, on the top. If you didn't, I believe um, you just simply have to raise your hand and, and we'll bring one around to you. There are gluten-free options available as well. So just put your hand in the air and we'll bring one, we'll bring a run around to you. But I invite you to take that now. And firstly, to take that that little wafer of bread. Hold it in your hand. Our hope is built on a belief. But God, in Christ Jesus, he has you covered. You can face him confidently on that day because of an act in the past an act where the body of Christ was broken on your behalf. I invite you now to take that, that bread to remember the body of Christ that's been broken for you and, and let's eat together. It's been a long time, hasn't it? But let's eat together. Heavenly Father, our failures, our sins, they're piled up. In ourselves, there's no way to correct the imbalance. It's a debt we cannot pay.
But God, but God, you stepped in on our behalf in Christ Jesus. Oh, we're so forever thankful. The Lord saves. This is our hope. We remember. We remember what Jesus has done. At Calvary, his blood shed for us. You look at the blood and you say it is sufficient. Thank you, Jesus. Would you like to stand with me as we drink together? The juice representing the blood of Christ. It's been a long time coming, church, hasn't it? But we get to make this confession together. Fitting with our passage, the name of Jesus, the Lord saves, why don't we make our confession this morning? The Lord is my Savior. Shall we say that together? The Lord is my Savior. Let's drink together, church. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of your Son. Thank you when all was lost, there was a hinge moment that turned everything around. But God, in Christ Jesus, stepped into our lives, our situation, and you've turned it around forevermore. We love you. We have a hope and a future because of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Well, the Lord's people said, Amen.